Welcome to Chick Chat, the podcast where the girl with many titles talks about life, the good and the bad and everything around it. We're going to sit, chat, share life stories and experiences from business to relationship. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Chick Chat podcast. Today I am joined by, finally, my little brother. Well, I say little brother, technically you are huge, little big brother, but... um, Big boy. Big boy. (laughs) Before we get into it, uh, we are away, both very, very tired, and Dad's having a nap, so if we have to stop, we might have to stop, but you might end up meeting someone else in the family. Um, But yeah, so honestly, this isn't planned just because I feel like I wanted this podcast to be... Raw. Yeah. And there are so many things that we could talk about and do talk about together, so for people that don't know us... Um, we are best friends, we're very, very close, but there are just loads of things that growing up I feel like we've always done and it's been like normal to us that haven't been to other people. So I just thought if it's not planned, then yeah, it should be good. Yeah. So for the people that don't know the podcast and know me, um, the way that we normally do the podcast is we will start with challenge of the week or tip of the week. In the middle, we have um, a check-in, so basically how are you doing mentally? Um, how are you really? And then at the end, we'll finish with a win of the week because we want to finish on a positive. So, yeah, what is your current challenge of the week? Managing people. And is this in work, in life? In, life, in... in work, in life, in every aspect of my being at the moment. Apologies, I will mumble, I do mumble. So. Oh, um, yeah, you do mumble. I'll, yeah. I'll remind you when you are mumbling. No, it's fine. Um, so... My job is sort of human resources. I work in recruitment. So I think my difficulty is going to manage people. I'm quite an upfront and honest person and I try and practice what I preach. And when I'm speaking to people and trying to confirm things and get people where they need to be, um, I normally expect that people will say what they're going to do or at least attempt. Um, Mm. But I think as of late, that's my challenge of this week it's a challenge of many weeks but particularly this week I think it's uh, it's been something I've had to overcome combat do you know what I feel like that also resonates so my tip of the week is actually weirdly enough a little bit of an answer to your challenge of the week I feel like managing people's expectations is really difficult and like with me working in marketing someone can come to me with a brief and say, could you create X, Y, Z? Or I've got an idea, or I'm talking to someone, whether it's in life, it's in business, it's in whatever. But what I'm starting to realise is, just because I think someone's got what I'm saying, and it makes sense to me... It doesn't mean that they fully understand. So I need to start clarifying and giving specific options and examples. So for example, today's an an example where we're talking about going out. So I was like, because we're dealing with different people with different expectations that do different things it's easier to just come up and say right here are three options once you've got your three options pick one then there's no beating about the bush there's no oh but I wanted to do this and I wanted to do that and there's no but I'm unhappy because it's then a vote so yeah my I like to think of it the way that you think of it but the back of my head says that there will still be something that happens and those three options are not cohesive enough for them. But I feel like there's always going to be something that happens, but at the moment I'm trying to focus on my mindset being more positive because I feel like, I feel like for example, with mm-hmm. me and you, there's very much, we don't have to explain things. We, it's like we read each other's minds. Like I find it easy being around you and I can shut off because if we're making plans... It's, it's what it says is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and if I ask you a question and you answer it, you are being completely honest and open, and there's no you're not holding back. Yeah. So I feel like the way that me and you are makes it so easy that when I look at other people in life, it frustrates me. But if I stick with being frustrated, I'm gonna focus on the negatives, and if I focus on the negatives and always thinking something else is gonna go wrong, then I do that, but I don't focus on the negatives. But I I feel like mindset. You don't realise you're focusing on the negatives, but what I heard you say is, 
you're going to have three options, but there's still going to be something wrong. Whereas in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm going to have three options. Someone might still not be happy, but that's when I turn around and say, okay, I presented you with three very viable options. Work away if that's what you want to do. Right now, I'm practicing walking away. Maybe not always the best, and I don't always do it very well, but in my mind... It's that practice of walking away. Yeah. Walk away a lot, though, is my problem. I don't have an attachment to things. So as soon as I do walk away, that's it. I'm done. I'm no longer invested. If none of those three options were viable, you don't want to give a solution. That's fine. I will walk away. Yeah, you're very like... Yeah. Yeah. Which, Which works with us. And I feel like very much the people that I vibe with the most... There's that understanding, but mm. with you, what, what I'd say is, if you walk away and say, okay, well, I've given you an option, still come back, because I think people also have expectations, depend on who the person is. If it was me and you, I'd have the expectation that because you're my brother and I see you as my best friend and the person that understands me the most out of basically everyone, that we should find a solution. So if me and you didn't find the solution, I go straight from we are okay to, oh my God, what if one day we just stop talking then never talk again? Would you just do that to me? And I know you wouldn't do it to me, but that's where my mind goes. Mm. But I feel like you're, I'm good at communicating what I need from you, even if it doesn't always come out in the healthiest way, I'll come back and try and find, yeah, exactly. And not everyone else is like that. So I feel like sometimes with other people, it's just finding that balance of, how important how important are you for me to figure out what I need to do to make sure that this is okay in the end? Because with some people, yeah, it'd just be like done, walk away. But then there are some people that matter to you and you matter to them and you don't just kind of wanna cut it and leave it. Do you get what I mean? Mm, I do. But it's not that easy. But anyway, <laughs> I feel like we're talking about a conversation that no one else understands, but there's good advice, but there's also underlying themes so um anyway that's the tip of the week and the challenge of the week um i suppose we've already kind of got started and you know i'll give a bit of background so there's two years seven months between us growing up i think we were well apparently we were very close as like young kids and have always been really close yeah apparently when i left my mum and dad's bedroom as a child i literally just picked up a blanket and pillow and said I'm going to stay in the chick's room. Yeah. And after that point, it was just a case of... We were just besties. Besties. But mum says that she found that hard because you just, like, started walking. She wasn't ready for you to... Leave. Leave. Like, they'd, they'd got a plan, but you were just like, no, I want to be with chick, so I'm off. So, yeah, that's how we started off. We were always close, but obviously siblings argue. I don't think we ever didn't get on. We had spats, but it was yeah. never anything that was, like... Detrimental. Yeah. But then I feel like... So then our dad got ill, and I feel like that then brought us together. I don't know if it's trauma, but I don't remember More than half of the time when dad got ill. Yeah, so for me, all I remember is when mum and dad had moved to Belfast. Mm. That's when... I moved back in with you that summer. And even then, we were, we were probably close. Like, we're when I was in sixth form. Yeah. Yeah, we were really close. But that summer, when we'd moved back in together, that's when I'm like, I just think if there was any sort of a line, it got brushed over and it was just a case of. No matter what, yeah. it's us too. Yeah. You practically just saw me at my worst that summer. I think I yeah, saw you at your list. Yeah, you probably did. Yeah. I, I can't remember that either. Like, I remember living together. I don't remember Dad telling us that he was ill because he told me that he phoned and told I us on the I phone. I think that I, we, were in, we were all still in Sheffield because Mum still lived in... Oh, was Mum still in Sheffield? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because she moved because yeah. it was ill. Yeah. Well, she didn't move because it was ill, but... Well, that was the main reason. Like, she wanted to also be there. Mm. Yeah, but I don't remember being told that Dad was ill. I just remember going from... I faintly recollect. Because that year in sixth form, was I dating Simon then? Because I feel like we must have... 
like we did everything to like together that summer. The only time we didn't do stuff together was when like you went to work, I went to work. Because basically, so I used to live in town, the top of town. You worked in Vodka Revs and it was what, like a five, ten minute walk yeah. to work. Yeah, it was really, really good. And then obviously because I lived in my own and it was a two bedroom department, just us living together as well was just, it was just easy. Yeah. Like you like cooking. Do you know what's weird? I'm starting to realise that us living together that summer is reminding me of like me and G at the moment, which is wild. You're dating your brother. Don't say it like that, but it is weird. No, but obviously no, there are like qualities that you have. Yeah, people yeah. taking care of certain situations. Yeah, exactly. It's about complimenting another person. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times we are completely different people. Again, like I, I'm a completely shut off type of person. Mm. Whereas you're quite open, you like meeting new people. I like meeting new people, but I will never extend myself. Whereas I feel like you make an extra effort. And Only then, because I know that that's what I'm supposed to do. And if I want to be anywhere in life, I have to push myself. Yeah, especially I get, my I guess in mine as well, but it gets to a certain point where I don't want to. insert myself into any situation that isn't going to provide me any benefit mm. without extra effort or strain or stress. Yeah, I get that. Especially um, now you've got a kid. Yeah. But I think it's been a long-standing thing where I've always wanted, not the easy way out but mm. or the easy answer, but I will go for the least stressful and if anything starts causing me stress, that's when I will shut off. And you will actually shut down. Yeah. Whereas you're the, the opposite. And I think sometimes I need you to come in and tell me, don't do that or do this. or Yeah. And you sometimes need me to sit down with you and say, okay, this is what you're currently doing. And this is, you might not see the way that you're behaving the same way. I might not see how I'm yeah. behaving. But it's always best to have another person to come in and say, from an objective point of view. Yeah. Um, objective, subjective. No, objective. Objective point of view. This is how it gets seen by... Yeah. Not you. You're too close to the situation. Yeah. You need someone else to tell you exactly how it is. Um, I think so. It's the case... When you've sort of met G, he caters to your needs. And I feel like, again, the type of person I am, I'm quite... I cater to other people's needs mm-hmm. not necessarily that I don't put myself first but I normally think no, you don't as long as first. the people well, as long as the people around me are happy that's that'll make me happy yeah um, obviously there's some situations where I'll put my foot down and say I can't do that that doesn't work for me or that doesn't work for certain people again like you said I've got a daughter now so I rarely that's ever where see you my do that. priorities lie but I will. I, I rarely will do it unless I need to. So mm. that that'll be the case where I'm like, okay, we can't do this now, or let's not do this right now. Yeah. I try not to, and it's probably my personality is. Is it called laser fair? Like the type of. Like nonchalant. Yeah, I'm not bothered. I'm not a like when it comes to the conversation of alpha beta structure I'm not I don't care about any of that like people are people oh wait sorry you've just said so Malenka comes out with words sometimes and G's very much like this as all night you said it's really funny Um, so what do you mean by alpha alpha beta what did you I can't remember what you said you said alpha beta something it's like the construct of if you're a man you're either alpha you tell people what to do you bark orders you're the leader of the room and then if you're a beta you follow the leader and you do what other people tell you to do. Do you know what's really funny about this conversation? So I think I was talking to G and Dad about this this week, and I was saying that... Um, I was talking to one of my friends, Isla, a few months ago. I was back in Sheffield, and she had lost her granddad, and she was talking about how her granddad was very much a man, a man's man. Yeah, don't talk about feelings. No, not even in, like in terms of don't talk about your feelings. As in, he will. He had masculine energy. I think that's what I'm trying to say. He had masculine energy where if he needed to put his foot down 
and see what needed to be done, he could do that. But as well, he was very comfortable in his feminine energy. And that made me realise that dad's like that, you're like that, G's like that. Yeah. So I feel like you're the best type of men. And I, I resonate with men like you guys the most because you know who you are. You know, yeah. it, it's not, oh, a woman should be doing this, a man should be doing this. We grew up in a household where dad cooked, you cook, G cooks. Yeah. I don't do the cooking, mum doesn't do the cooking. Like, we do cook, but there are things that men and women would look like look at and go... That's not a gender norm. Or... Yeah. yeah, and I hate that whole gender norms and the gender stereotypes because, ultimately, at the moment, I'm struggling because as me and G try to figure out what our life is going to look like, n- apart from, like, being around you, no-one else lives a life the way that I want to live my life do you know what I mean yeah. and no one's open enough to live to try and live their life the way that they want to live it so things like getting a cleaner that's something that we've agreed I want things to be a specific way in the house and G is a tidier rather than a cleaner I'm a cleaner but I don't have time to clean yeah. so we've got a cleaner and no matter what I'm going to make sure that I'm always making enough money to have that person in our lives We've been getting HelloFresh for the last few weeks and then we decided, because I, G hurt himself and I was like, right, I feel bad because I feel like I at least need to give a bit of input. And I'm also trying to manage my own expectations in terms of what do I think I'm supposed to be doing in the house versus him? Because sometimes I feel guilty, but then I'm like, but why are you feeling guilty? Because if you look at the things that you guys, that, that me and him do, you'll start to find that there's a balance. And I was actually saying to him that I've realised that a lot of where I, I'm a list person and I want to... Like, I, I want to sit down and organise our house and go, OK, these are my expectations of what I should be doing and what you should be doing. Do you agree, yes or no? OK, how will we do it? It doesn't mean that forever we're going to have a cleaner, if that's what we decide. It doesn't mean that forever G's going to be the one that cooks. It doesn't mean that forever I'm going to be the person that drives. It just means that if I, that's normally what I will do, but then sometimes we'll swap. Sometimes it'll be done in a different way. But no one else lives like that. So even going to mum and talking about, like, getting a cleaner again, it didn't work for mum. So mum's like, but why do you need a cleaner? But I'm like, just mentally, I can't deal with how much I've got to do in terms of work and deciding... I had to fire someone this week. I'm having to keep on top. I'm chasing clients for payments. I'm doing so much in work that my mind is constantly clouded and I need some parts of my life to just be like us. Straight to the point. Straight to the point, exactly. And it's Good morning. Like, Hi. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Bye. But exactly. And it's weird when you try and explain that to other people because some people are like, "Yeah, but you're the woman, so you should be doing X, Y, Z." We were talking about like if we decide to have kids, what's that going to look like? Because I work for myself, and G, G is a full time job. So even we've got to plan a few years ahead of where we want to be, just so it's going to make sense in terms of like where his job is and where mine is. So anyway, I'll let you carry on with you all. I've just realised I like cut you off and start off on my own tangent, but yeah. I remember. My memory is like goldfish. Yeah, so is mine. Trauma. Trauma. Actually, talking about that, so I'm talking about the fact that I'm now living a life where I'm choosing what I want my life to look like, and ultimately I am doing that because of you. Like, literally. So one day a few years ago, he messaged me and he was like, so me and Chloe have been watching Team Mom, and... The girls that they watched for years have ended up in therapy and have businesses just figure life out on their own. Can you remember, like, I must have been having a meltdown about something. Just about therapy? Yeah, because there was a specific specific reason you suggested I go to therapy. I was just saying that in America it's a normalised thing. And I can't remember what happened. But you thought it would help. Well, I think I remember having a conversation with you coming out of a therapy session. Oh, yeah, you started therapy first. Yeah. And I used to, oh, my God, so he started therapy first, and every time he came out of therapy, we'd talk. It like a bit of a debrief, just be like, oh, it's deep. I didn't realise that this could be this or this. Yeah. I never really give you an answer as to why you might be thinking certain things, but the sort of start pulling at the string, and you've got to pull at the string a bit more. Yeah. Um, I think if you start... Mentally asking questions, and again, I'm that type of person that 
won't ask questions. I'll just move on with it each day. I'll, it's different from the last, so I'll just move on. But obviously, in the longer term, it's more a case of analysing. Mm-hmm. Why do you feel certain ways? And yeah. again, I'm quite shut off to the way that I feel. Um, Whereas I'm the opposite. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure I went, like, a few, many, like, three, four years without crying. And I was like, this is normal. And then I realised that it's not. And again, I've not cried in well over a year. That's crazy. I cry but, all the time. I literally made a TikTok the other day saying, G signed up for this strong, independent woman, not realising that he was going to get someone that in really difficult situations done i will sort life out tiniest of inconvenience i will cry like all the time but i feel like that's because he gives me such a safe space that i can just let my emotions out and be that like even around you like when was i was leaving you guys last time i just cry all the time yeah like when i'm leaving the dogs i cry i leave you i cry i leave eliza i cry but it's, for me, it's understanding. Because I never used to cry. And then all of a sudden, I started crying. And I was like, why am I crying all the time? This isn't normal. But then I was like, when you talked to me about therapy, it felt like I was getting therapy sessions. Mm. And then obviously, when you suggested it to me, I was like, okay, he's told me it's an okay thing to do. He's taken that leap and he's gone first. Yeah, I think with the team, one thing I was like, that must have been at some similar time where I was saying, you know what? It's a lot more known in America and a lot more people do it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, maybe look into it just because it cleared my mind as to it was f- four years ago now. Mm, that's wild. Because basically it was just a, 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 a thing in my life that happened. And again, it's probably just carried on. I've never really come to the full conclusion. Mm. I struggle letting people in. And I'm very, if you look at my Instagram messages and everything, I don't message people back. Mm-hmm. If you look at my WhatsApp, I don't message people back. If you look at my anything, I don't open the messages. I don't, I know that they're there. I know that people are there if I need to, but I'm a very closed off person. And But does that make you anxious? I, I have anxiety, but I don't think that makes me anxious. Whereas, I see, because you're good at detaching. Whereas for me, I'm bad at replying because I'm constantly working and on my phone, I go, oh, I'll do this later. And then they just build up. And to the point where... I do where, that too. But to the point where, like, I'll lay in bed and be like, there are people I've not replied to, emails, messages. Yeah. I feel really guilty, but then I get so overwhelmed that I just sit in feeling overwhelmed and then take ages to reply. Anyway, like, sometimes... Yeah. I think... I love my friends. Even Harvey is the most patient person I've ever met. Because genuinely, it can be... Like, I can be messaging, and we're talking, and then I just stop, because I'm doing something, and then it'll be like a month, or a few weeks. And then it's like... All the time. And it's not great, but Mm. I think a lot of people understand with myself, if if you know me, it's not a bad blood thing, it's not I'm avoiding you, it's just... Again, my time's taken up with my own things yeah. like Eliza and my fiance and work, and I like to go to the gym to clear my mind. So mm. all the stuff that I'm currently doing is kind of each person has their own life to go on. Yeah, I'll sort of respect that, and move on. I hope other people do. If if they don't, yeah. But, it's not personal, but... Yeah, exactly, it's not personal, I do get that. But I also think that's where, when, in terms of like how me and you are different, where you stopped going to therapy and I started, when we sometimes have conversations now, I feel like... I'd benefit from going. You would definitely benefit from but going, because where I am now is where I know you're going to be. And in terms of like figuring things out, because sometimes, obviously, like I don't want to tell you what to do because I'm, I'm, I know you. I feel like you need to figure life out on your own and yeah. yes I'm there to guide you and to help guide you I'm your sister well, that's a similar conversation I had with dad and dad was saying that now that we're old enough he's never going to tell us what to do but he'll well which he, he says it that way he says it that way yeah. but I feel like sometimes when they we don't take the advice they get offended because they, they expect that because 
they love us and we trust them mm-hmm. that they know what's best for us but sometimes and that's why I always come to you to clarify if I've got advice from them what you think because mm-hmm. you know me in a way that they've they don't like we've gone out together we've seen each other at yeah. our worst not that like I would be embarrassed to be like well yeah I would be embarrassed in some of the situations that we've been in to be like that in front of them but there's just but there's just a friendship we have where there's nothing I feel like I can't talk to you about yeah so if they're giving me advice I know that their advice is coming from a parental point of view and they've lived a life that was different whereas we've grown up in the same culture trying to figure things out together as like growing up we people used to joke that we were born in the wrong wrong bodies like well I should have been the boy you should have been the girl but all these things that like you've said you're objective but you're objective in a way where you can give me advice from a place where it's so specific in how you know me that I'll then just go do you know what I know he's whether I like it or not he's got a point yesterday was a perfect example where Things were happening, an argument was starting. You talked to me and I was like, okay, I'll explain my part. You heard me. And then I noticed that after you texted me about like, du- like during whatever was happening, and I would have texted back and I was like, I'm not gonna carry it on because we've had the conversation. Yeah. I got where you were coming from. Yeah. You got where I was coming from. Be careful on that. Um, it's not that deep. We'll get over it. And mm. that was it done. And con- my conscience is clear. I'm happy, you're happy. It wasn't about us obviously, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. But again, it's things like that where I'm like, how I think now massively is also down to like our relationship, but also down to therapy. And I go, okay, I know that by the time you start therapy again, in this last two and a half years, I have stopped pandering to other people and trying to like keep everyone happy because I know that I can't do it. I know that physically, mentally, I I think I'm slowly coming to that conclusion. Like, there are things that you do sometimes. I'm trying to do that more where I'm trying to outline and show you you should not be doing this right now mm. because you need that... That Especially now you've got a kid, you also need a bit more of that like, mental capacity to be able to deal with what's happening because if Eliza has a tantrum or something's going on, mm. all of a sudden, if your mental capacity has already been taken up and then you're dealing with a child that's screaming, you're like, well, what am I supposed to do? And I'm pretty good at prioritising and moving things about in my head. But you so prioritise everyone else, but you is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So you always, I know you always put your family first, yeah. but what I hope for you and look forward to you figuring out is who you are outside of the construct of family and upbringing. Do you get what I mean? Like, that's where I am now. I'm figuring out what do I enjoy doing? What do I enjoy not doing? Who yeah, do I, I want to be? Who do I not want to be? I know what I do enjoy doing and... Okay. It's just the time outside of... First question. If someone asked you, what would your dream job be? What would it be? Don't know. Those are the types of things that I'm specifically talking about where I go. It's not even just about the dream job because I think the dream job comes from yeah, but understanding who you are. I don't think that's necessarily the case because... I am qualified within engineering. Mm-hmm. I've got experience within customer service, human resources, employment. I'm only 26, and I think that's another thing for me. I'm not worried about committing to an idea of a dream job because I know I'll box myself in and... But that changes. If you'd have asked me 10 years ago what my dream job would have been... I think that's the thing, it, it changes. So what I'm trying to say is the fact that you right now can't answer what you think your dream job would be means that... I don't think if you asked a lot of 26-year-olds and be able to give you an affirmative answer. And that's what I'm saying, that's where the problem is. And that's where, because I've been in therapy for the last few years and I've had time to figure it out and try things and do things, I'm starting to work out that... One, I don't need to box myself in because if I want to change my mind tomorrow and do something completely different, I can do it. Two, at 15, my dream was to have a dessert bar and to be able to work from anywhere in the world. I've been able to work from anywhere in the world for a few years. Mm. I decided I didn't want a dessert bar. That's okay. But I had a cake business. If I want to open a dessert bar or a cafe, whatever, tomorrow I can decide to do that again. But it's in the fact that... It probably comes back to the fact... Oh, sorry. No, go on. That you knew... From younger, 
what you wanted to do, and I never did. Only, the only reason I knew, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew that I wanted freedom because I felt very boxed in in terms of society, culture, I didn't gender. Feel any so, particular way about anything. So I never had any motivations other than the fact that I knew I was going to university. I think this all plays back into the why I went to therapy. Mm-hmm. Once I finished university, twice. I was 22 with a master's and I was struggling to get a job because I had too much on the qualification side and any jobs that I wanted were far away from my nap fiance. That wasn't part of what I was willing to compromise and that led me down the path of once I finished studying and I wasn't able to get a job closer to home, mm. a bit of an exist- existential crisis mm. of what now? Because that was all the top target was you become an engineer, doctor, lawyer. It's like four careers in an African slash Asian yeah. household. Yeah. So, also, don't forget, I failed a lot as a kid. So it was I, like... I didn't. And you didn't, yeah. So at least you were able to learn from failures, and that's the thing. <laughs> you have to learn from failures. Yeah. I never did up until sixth form. Yeah. And even when I did, it's not like I, I failed, failed. It's just that I did not well enough to get into my first two options for university. Mm. And I was going to do mechanical engineering. And I don't know why, but when... I was on the phone call, I changed my mind on clearing to say, actually, I was really good at electronics and A-levels. I think I want to do electronic engineering. So that's the path that I went down, which at least that failure made me do something that I was at least a bit more passionate about. Mm. But that was the first time that I'd failed. And even then, it's not like it had stopped me and I had to do a year again and reassess my options. Which I had to do. It was a failure where I had to just carry on And it was over the course of a 10 to 15 minute conversation where I was now going to a different town. Mm. I ended up, instead of going to Loughborough or Lincoln in Huddersfield, doing a different course. And that's the only sort of, when you talk about branching timelines, that's probably at the point where a decision was made that was a branch off of what I'd initially thought it was going to be. And... Once I'd finished uni, which was my end, end point anyway, they'd probably come back, mm. be finish uni, have your qualification. It was then find a job. But even then, there's no ideal picture as to what that job is going to be. Yeah. Um, and when I couldn't get the job, that, that was the crisis of what do I do? What am I doing? What? What's my purpose and not not what's my purpose in life because that's a bit deep, but no, but internally and subconsciously you were thinking what is my purpose in life because yeah. that's normal we all do that. I think ultimately outside of finishing uni, my only other goal after that was to own a home or a car, have a house, and then which, have a family, and then have a family, which you've technically done which uh, yeah but then I'm 26 now I still don't have a dream job but everything know. you wanted yeah outside of the dream job you've got and I'm again it's probably where I struggle in understanding what motivates different people mm. how how I can manage other people because you need to understand what motivates someone in order to get them to do something mm. um, which which is my career it's not that I'm forcing you to do it You've ultimately people have to be the people that decide yeah. to do what they want to do but being in that level of getting people to, to, to do things um, it's difficult because I think that people will think the way that I think and even though I didn't get to where I am through the path that I thought it would take me. Mm. I did do what I planned on doing and intended on doing. Um, do were... you know, no, I was I was just thinking as you were talking then, do you know what's really funny? We grew up with similar pressures 
and then obviously then different gender pressures as well but the gender pressures for me I always felt like I've always felt like a like an outsider like I don't fit in a specific box and yeah. I I don't know and I think that was my thinking I felt like I didn't fit in it I still probably feel yeah like I still that. feel like that but I think that leads or falls back into what I was saying about falling into the alpha beta structure because yeah. that's your general society you've got yeah. your jocks you've got your yeah. nerds then you've got your cheerleaders then you've got the women that sort of do everything else at home cooking clean and whatever yeah. um, and then I just think we or I think we're raising a household where there was enough of a difference that you could become what you wanted to be without being boxed into you need to clean, you need to do this because I had to clean, I had to do all the other stuff Um, and at the same time whilst I think they wanted you to go down the medicine Yeah, because I wanted to do biomedical engineering and when I failed my AS levels I specifically moved to a different college because I wasn't being allowed to retake maths and I was like well who are you to tell me I can't do it I knew why I failed. I knew I could do it. Yeah. And that, that's what made me move. So, like you were saying, in terms of like that timeline split, for me that was that was, yours. That was my timeline split because I moved specifically to do engineering, and then when actually I'm gonna do business because the business I was selling at college, mm-hmm. I was starting the business again. Things were going really well, and new opportunities were coming up. So I was like, okay. Let's see where this goes. Sat with Muma, our cousin, who said, right, I did business at uni. It leaves all these options if you want to go into accounting, if you want to go into marketing, if you want to go into whatever else. I wish I was sat in that conversation. It leaves that, that, and that helped me because there was someone, not of the parents' generation, that had already been through a little bit of life and understood, again, culture from like our side of life. Mm-hmm. But then... Ultimately, what I'm hearing is both of us felt like we didn't belong, had an idea of the end goal. We're getting to the end goal in, in different ways. We both got home. You've got your family. I've got a partner I'm really happy with. I bought my home. I look back sometimes, I'm like, why am I so like, hard on myself? I had my home, which is... I look around now and I'm like, this is actually a really nice house and quite a big house. Looking at the home that mum and dad first had when we moved to England... Mm. Versus like what I've got as my starter home, mm. miles apart. Technically, like my dream car at the time was a Mercedes A class, and I got an Audi A one, which is basically the same thing. I was like, I've technically got my dream car as well, and my next like my dreams have changed, and I've moved my own goalposts, but ultimately, I've achieved what I wanted, but I'm still not satisfied because. Yeah, and I was having a chat with someone that I know about you focus on the things you don't get done Mm. a lot more and you beat yourself up about it and you try and spend a lot of time analysing why things have gone wrong Mm. but then when you do get successes you might spend a day or a weekend celebrating and you move on to the next thing but that's I think our nature is to again that's my presumption is that everyone thinks of it I think but it's to think about the bad things a lot more than you do about the good mm. but there are some people that walk around on this earth being extremely delusional everything's just going to work out for them yeah or content yeah mediocrity and yeah but then I'm like, but we're not content with what's definitely not mediocre. Yeah. And that's why I was saying, even at the beginning of this, that I'm trying to focus on my mindset. Because like my coach said to me the, the other week, what if you've achieved everything you were supposed to achieve? And now it's just about figuring out how to make what you've currently got better. Keep doing you, but just find ways to make it easier on yourself. And I was like, existential crisis, because yeah. what, what do you mean I've achieved everything I'm supposed to achieve? I think that, again, like you said, that's my exact same struggle, because 
now that we've got the car, we've got the house, got the kid, got the two dogs. We'll get married. Building the family, so the next thing is getting married, upgrading the car, upgrading the house. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's about developing into that, but also managing your time so that you can do that, because I don't think when we were younger, we thought we'd get to this point mm-hmm. and struggle for time. I think when we were younger, we thought we'd have plenty of time once we got rid of school and yeah. whatnot. But I've got less of it. When I was at uni, I had two jobs and I was going out regularly. Yeah. When we lived together, I was at Delicious freelancing. I had my business. I was working at Carphone and was at uni. Yeah. And I, and oh, and going through the trauma of dad being ill and the breakup of being cheated on whilst having the trauma of your dad being ill. And I just, definitely, I, I, dad didn't deal with that as I needed to and I'm having to deal with some of those repercussions now. But we just got on with it and we just did it and we had fun, we got through it. And like you say, now I look at it, I'm like, I just feel tired all the time. Yeah. I feel like people are going to be watching this being like, that guy's tired. I'm I'm tired. But not even just, like, your body feeling tired. It's, like, mentally tired as well. Because I feel like, right now I'm trying to work out, is there a point where you just go, I I know you never have it all figured out, but I'd like to get to a point where I have financial stability. I have wealth behind me. Like, I think about, it's Eliza that makes me think, more now about what I want my future to be like because I think what example do I want to be like showing I want to be an example for her Mm -hmm. so if I'm not practicing what I preach what's the point because I want her to have a life where she knows she can do whatever she wants to do she can be whoever she wants to be she doesn't have to worry about money and worry about some of the things that she has to worry about but those would be the same things that mum and dad would have said about us yeah and here we are stressing, but it's, but I feel like with her it'd be slightly different as well because it's a generational thing. Yeah. So I think mum and dad set things up for the next generation, and Whilst, for us to execute. Oh yeah, the the, the motivated us to be at the point of self sufficiency. Yeah, but it's our kids that are going to benefit from that. Yeah, because ultimately, like I was laughing even like t- in my will. If I died, stuff goes to Eliza. Like, I've got you in there, and I'm like, these are things that... It's weird thinking about you, like, mortality, but at the same time... Yeah. We found out that Clara was pregnant with Eliza. That's one of the first things that we've looked into when you've got to sort out your life insurance, because you you don't realise it, but if you're not there when your child's growing up, you yeah. want that security. Yeah. So. But it's even the fact, it's knowing. So for me, it was never even a second thought. It was always my kids and your kids. What? I mean, obviously you. But it was always going to be, what could I do to make sure that if I wasn't here, your lives would be easier? And I work hard to try and make sure that some of the worries and stresses that I have ultimately one day you're not going to have those because I can help you out the way that because I feel like when you talked about like complimenting like we compliment each other you compliment me in a way that my success in business when I look at you and G at the moment my success in business of course it's down to me because I work hard but the things that you give me make like when you cook for me when you make me a cup of tea when you're there to talk to me about something that's... Just things that motivate you. It's the fact that you've got a support system that takes care of you. Yeah, but it takes care of me in such a way that it removes so much of, like, weight off my shoulders that I'm then able to think, what am I going to do next? I'm going to figure the next thing out. Not even just that I'm doing it on my own. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you're also there for advice. So I'm doing really well at the moment because of you guys, and I want to make sure that you guys are looked after because I feel like you guys deserve the world because you help I feel like you help me breathe 
that's the only way to describe it. For a long time, it was like I was drowning, just trying to figure things out. And I wasn't in a relationship where after a while, it didn't feel like it was like that. It felt very much like I was in charge of business, life, family, everything. And it's overwhelming. It's all too much. Whereas now I'm like, this is great. I can sleep. I don't have to think about cooking. Mm. I can decide what life looks like. It's, yeah, love it. I feel like people are starting to like walk around and move now. And we didn't do the middle, like, mentally, how are you? But I feel like we've talked quite a lot about yeah. that. So um, we'll do another one in the future anyway, but... Yeah, we'll have to make it a lot more fun, because I feel... Yeah, this has been very deep, hasn't yeah. it? But I feel like we also needed this, because I think sometimes, in terms of reflecting, we don't get much time to just sit on the phone and just talk. Because like no, you said... No, back in the day. Yeah, back in the day, but life changes. Yeah. And our check-ins are every day we Snapchat each other, we will send a message in the morning and the evening to check in, like, which helps. It's really funny because I realised that you used to hide or make me... You used to camouflage my anxiety and still do because the reason that I have the second check-in on Snapchat is to make sure that if I died or something happened to me, someone would know that I wasn't okay. (laughs) And that's why we do it. Um... This is my mum in the back, like, whispering. Sorry if you can hear her. But, um, anyway, yeah. There are other things I'd like to talk about and fun things that I'd like to talk about, but I think this was a good one to get started with because I think growing up, especially as immigrant children, there are pressures that we had. We've dealt with them differently, but ultimately we've got to our goals at very young ages and the next part of our life is figuring out what do we do next? How do we want our life to be? And what's that going to look like? And I think that'd be a fun thing to talk about as well. Because, like, I walked into this flat and was like, this flat is amazing. And this is some, this would be, like, a property that I'd want to invest in to have to... (laughs) Is that Chloe? Oh, is that Mum? Oh. Uh, Yeah, like, there are just other things now that I think about and go, the world is our oyster. We've done so much that we can now start thinking about things that maybe we didn't even know that were possibilities. And that would be a fun conversation to have because, yeah, there's going to be a lot of fun things happening in the future for us. So end with your win of the week. I'll let you think I'll do my win of the week. (laughs) What is my win of the week? Do you know what, actually? My win of the week is I'm focusing on what freedom for me currently looks like in terms of being self-employed and building the life that I want to build and what I want that to look like um, in terms of work, in terms of life. So we've travelled this weekend, I've got a bit of work to do, but I've done so much for clients that after like this weekend, I'll have done most of what I need to do for the month. And it's focusing on like sales, it's focusing on getting payments, it's focusing on some of the things that are stressing me out a bit more. So my win of the week is just that actually I'm practising gratitude more, I'm manifesting and I'm starting to see the positives of why I should keep checking in with myself in a positive way. Oh, and I get to see you, obviously. Great win of the week. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, mine's just... Sorry. It's That's all right, it's yawning. No, mine's just... I don't know. Family. No, okay, you're not allowed to say anything to do with family. You have to have a win of the week, but it's just for you. Did you go to the gym? Did you I've cook something you wanted? Sunday, I'm not even, no, last Saturday, so I need to go back tomorrow. Go back. But did you feel, like, super guilty about not going to the gym, yeah. or was not it just, like... guilty, but just, I need to go to the gym. I didn't do it on Sunday. I was going to do it Monday, and then I didn't, and then Tuesday was Valentine's Day, Wednesday was the day before we had to get the dogs ready to come here, not to come here, to go to Claude's mum and dad's, so it was just a long week. Um, my one of the week was a, a two for two success rate with one of my clients at work. They had two positions, I booked both of them in for an interview yeah. on Wednesday, they interviewed Thursday, and then I got a phone call from the guy saying that he wanted them to start on Monday, so. That's good. Oh, that's a good win of the week. Yeah. High five. I also feel like your other win of the week is the fact that you used to go to the gym like six times a week. 
and you love going to the gym, but you're able to say, do you know what? This has to move down the priority list and that's okay. Oh, you're going no, <laughs> because... No, I think the gym has brought routine into my life, which is, <laughs> which is nice. Yeah. But um, I do think six times a week was probably of doing it mm. for what I currently am at. But when I was first starting off, I did, did need to build up yeah. endurance and durability and whatnot. I think especially now that I've had Eliza, I'm too tired, even if I, had, if I, if I worked 30 hours a week. Mm. But I don't, I work a minimum of 40. I go in early on the Tuesday, I go in an hour, an hour and a half early on the Tuesday. I go in half an hour early on the on Thursday. So it's just not enough hours in the day for me to... Mm. And then I need to walk the dogs, I need to spend time with Eliza, I need to cook, tidy up. Okay then, I feel like they're, they're all still wind. You are managing life. Yeah, yeah, it might be a juggle, but you are managing, you're finding a way to make it yeah. work and you know what you need to get better at doing. And ultimately you'll get there because she'll get older, she'll start sleeping more, like your, your routines will change. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Thanks. And um, thank you to everyone again for listening, subscribing, liking, keep doing all that please. Um, and I will see you sometime next week. Oh, and I'm saying sometime next week, next, next Thursday. But yeah, uh, enjoy your weeks, weekends, and whatever else. And bye. See you.